The year is 1999. New releases by Frankenstein's Jukebox alums Blink-182, They Might Be Giants, Tegan and Sarah, Saves the Day, Bright Eyes, RX Bandits, Alkaline Trio, and Modest Mouse are all available for download on Napster. Boris Yeltsin resigns as president of Russia, leaving a young hopeful named Vladimir Putin as the acting president. The Columbine High School massacre caused lawmakers to move swiftly to change gun control regulations to prevent such a horrible thing from ever happening. Oh, oh no, wait, sorry. Uh, let me make a brief edit here. Um, the Columbine High School massacre happened, and it was very scary to be a student in America. And it never really stopped being that way. If anything, it's gotten worse. Also in the news in 1999, the Y2K bug which was recognized as a threat and swift action was taken to address the problem. Some of the top grossing movies of the year were Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, The Matrix, and Notting Hill. Can these two hosts stand in front of their picks, asking them to songpromise and see how deep the rabbit hole goes? This is Frankenstein's Jukebox. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 90s. It's the 90s, and we have internet, but just barely. That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna let my uh, my co-host uh, Daniel into the uh, into the chat room. Ba-da-boom. Hey, Daniel, it's it's chat room time. Lol, ASL. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh gracious. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was thinking about the 90s, which was the decade you were born in. Nope. Incorrect. I was thinking about the 90s, period, <laughs> new paragraph. When we get to the end of this decade, which is the beginning of this decade, um, yes. If you don't, yeah, uh, you're going to be super duper young. I will be super duper young. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. the whole. That's the whole thought. So, um, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, James. What can you tell me about what 1999 was like for you? Uh, not a whole lot, because I mean, don't get me wrong. In '99, I was 11. Yeah. So, like, that was a long time ago. My brain no work good. Uh huh. For sure. For sure. I was in fifth grade. Uh, my teacher did not like me very much. Ugh. Uh, she did not believe that ADD was a thing. Mm. Uh, she just thought I was a bad student. Mm. Um, bad like good? No. No, Ugh. no, no. I really cannot remember anything else specifically that was going on in 99. Uh, I, I sat down and tried to think of anything today and was just like coming up with blanks. <laughs> I know things happened. I'm sure they did. I mean, like, we were alive for the whole year. Yeah. that's No one can take that away from us. No, no. I mean, no. they can, obviously, because our memory is just going just straight, you know. Well, you know, 
maybe they can. Anyways, but not yet. For me, for 1999, that was the end of sophomore year and the beginning of junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, no, no. 98, 99, it was end of freshman year, beginning of sophomore year. Okay. Um, When we get to 1997, I'm going to be on point with what grades I was in. Um, So I was doing things like making friends with Aaron. Um, Important. Important. Deciding to stop trying to make friends with guys. Also probably important. Trying to jettison the friends with guys that I previously made. Did, oh boy! You know, you know, like just really getting into like you know going from being adjacent to drama to being actually active in drama. Um, nice. Yeah, it was. Uh, that means if I was making friends with Aaron, we were also doing um, forensics, like the talking one, not the crime solving one. Mm-hmm. So that would be, I think that was our, I think spring, no, no, that was 2000. Dang it, stupid years. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's pretty much it. I was not, I was in the middle of becoming the James you see before you. That was, 99 was end of, end of freshman, beginning of sophomore. That was like right when I was figuring out what I wanted to be. Nice. So um, yeah, pretty big, uh, big formative year for the jamester nope 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 the 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 j mutt no i don't like that Mm -hmm. one either the uh james boy it's hard to think of another word um so daniel i want to talk to you about music yes i I don't care what you say about music all right fine um i want to know what you didn't pick for your 1999 pick. It's not that they weren't good enough. It's not that they weren't up to snuff. It's just that we didn't pick them. I mean, there's a lot that I didn't pick, let's be honest. There's mountains and mountains of music that I didn't pick from 1999. For sure, for sure. Uh, But if we're talking about like specific honorable monsters oh yeah then that i can get into that's what i'm talking about that's the one i want to know perfect uh holy crow Mm -hmm. was it hard Mm -hmm. to to narrow this list down absolutely it's honestly this is just going to be something you hear throughout all of the 90s episodes listeners is that picking the honorable monsters has been very difficult uh, yep. because this is right in that sweet spot of nostalgia for, I think, both of us. And good, good Lord. Yes. So I'm just going to lean into it. Here we go. Adam's Song by Blink-182. Great song. Great Excellent song. song. Um, made my mom very sad. Mm-hmm. But a great song nonetheless. I'm going to say it. Saddest song that contains a reference to apple juice that's out there. Potentially. I, I don't know. You know. Prove me wrong, internet. Prove me wrong. Prove James. Hashtag prove James wrong. I like it. Yes. <laughs> Tweet, if, you, if you know a better song uh, that's a sadder song that references apple juice, then tweet at us uh, with the hashtag, hashtag prove James wrong. Right. Now, I want to be very clear. That is hashtag 
then the word hashtag yes. proved James wrong. I just want to be very, very clear about yes. that. Yes. We will not read anything else. Correct. <laughs> I also went with uh, Hat and Feet by Fountains of Wayne. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's a great little ditty about a cartoon character who gets uh, crushed. Oh, so it's hat and feet. Oh, and they're just a hat and feet walking around. I love that. Right. I just realized that I saw Fountains of Wayne at uh, HF Festival 1999, where I, won free, I had won free tickets to them. Oh, that's they amazing. Were at the outside stage, yeah. Yeah. And also Woodstock 99 happened in 1999. It did. I went to concerts for free. That's the thing I did in 1999. That's super cool. <laughs> that is super cool. It was very, very tough picking which song off this album I decided to go with, but I wound up going with Albuquerque by Weird Al. Shout out to Mike Snyder. Uh, shout out to Mike Snyder. You're uh, a great friend. I wish that I could find them, but I wrote a parody. I wish I could find the lyrics. I wrote a parody of Albuquerque that I wanted to send to Weird Al about being made to listen to this song. Oh, he would have loved it. He would that. have loved it. And I wish that I had those somewhere. Because it was the whole song, and this is not a short song. This is no. a wild, long, not nonsensical, but fairly non-sequitur I would say yes. Story. Yeah. And I named it Alice Quirky. I, ooh, yep, that that's a good one. That's a very good one. And uh, my only regret is that I did not, in fact, send him that, send him those lyrics. Can I ask you a question you about may. Albuquerque? Yes. Now it's been a little bit since the last time I listened to it, and I think I have it right. Albuquerque reminds me of the Ice of Boston by the Dismemberment Plan, like a lot. Yes. Okay. That I guess. Yep. Ask okay. answered. Thank yeah. you. Yep. Fair. <laughs> uh, it's it's it is very like story bit like yeah talking about what's going on and a little bit of yelling here and there. Yeah, the two do share that. Yeah, it's not like a talking blues like a Bob Dylan thing. It's a very specific like the ice of like it's yeah. Anyways, anyways, yes. great. Yes, great. yes, yes. And speaking of the dismemberment plan, gyroscope uh -huh. by the dismemberment plan. <laughs> Is another one of my honorable monsters. That is amazing. That's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just got such good instrumentation in it. That's one of my one of my favorite Dismemberment Plan songs. It doesn't quite have the same like incredible drumming that Back and Forth does because that's I love the drumming in Back and Forth. But Gyroscope altogether, just a fantastic song. Great instrumentation in it. Yeah. Uh, and then my last one is Magic by Ben Folds 5. Great song. Great song. Great album. Such a great album. And in fact, if I may segue... You may. Uh, my first honorable monster is Army by Ben Folds 5. <laughs> <laughs> From the same album. I, I guess I wanted our 1999 song to have horns in it, and I almost didn't care where they came from. That's fair. <laughs> uh, just real quick, fun fact about uh, ARMY, and to just piggyback off of me and my parody writing, I wrote a parody of ARMY as well. What was it called? Uh, I think it was also called ARMY. Okay, all right. But all right. it was from Saruman's point of view about his 
Urukai <laughs> army, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which was all inspired by the line, my ex-wives all despise me in the song. They right. can very easily be changed to the Entwives all despise me. I love it. And so that's what I did because I had a lot of friends and was not super nerdy. That's a lie. Do you know do you remember any other lines from the from that song? I cannot. Okay. All right. All right. I love it. And I love you for doing it. Thank you. Uh, for one of many reasons, but that is fantastic. Whomst Among Us hasn't written an entire parody because one line worked. Exactly. That's why it works. (laughs) Hey, this is a thing. I'll make it a whole thing. I'll dedicate the rest of the day to it. That sort of deal. Yes. Um, Next up, uh, the Ataris with Sandimas High School Football Rules. (laughs) Love it. Uh, This is the song, I think... You know, a lot of times, you know, I'll say like, uh, oh, uh, Blink-182 or MXPX or other bands like that were like why I listen to pop punk and whatever. But it's actually this song. This specifically is why I got so into the music that I'm so into. Like, I'm wearing a Newfound Glory shirt right now. I don't know that I'd be wearing it if I hadn't listened to Sandima's High School Football Rules on the fat music for... Fat People Comp, Life in the Fat Lane, which I think was volume three or four. I think it was four. Nice. This is on it. It is not brought up enough when people talk about like the emo of our youth. Like I know that pe- when people are talking about the emo of our youth, they're talking about uh, like five or six or seven years after 1999, and yeah. that's okay. That's when I think emo hit its pinnacle. Right. But I definitely think that this was like a very important starter into yeah. emo. And and by emo, I just want to clarify for anyone that's going to be like, oh, 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 oh. we meet by emo, we mean the current modern definition where it's pop punk with especially emotional lyrics. Exactly. Rites of Spring, we get it. They're there. We'll, you know, acknowledge. I have a Blinking Illicit episode called Emo about the Blink-22 song Emo that is literally all about emo the way that you're thinking of it listener that is about to correct us so uh next up uh newfound glory the blue stair this is from uh nothing gold can stay an album that is not on spotify much to my chagrin uh this has the most complicated drum part like it's not tool complicated but it's certainly surprising that a newfound glory song has a drum part this complicated. I guess is what I'm saying. Yes. Um, and it's really, really, really good. So uh, check that out. I guess on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bet. It, I bet the original version of Nothing Gold Can Stay is on YouTube with all the movie clips that they had to cut out because they, uh, you know, couldn't afford to have like. I think they were all clips from the Outsiders movie, maybe, or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, the 90s were a weird time. Next up, um, Jimmy's Chicken Shack with Do Right. Jimmy's Chicken Shack are a an Annapolis band. Um, I They're one of the bands that I'm like, people that aren't from the D.C. metro, like the Delmarva area, I do, they're one of the bands that I'm like, you've, do you know who this is? Um, and... I'm not surprised when I hear kind of, nope, because they had a song called High in 1997, and then this song, 
I heartily recommend you go watch the music video for the song Do Right. The song rules, and the music video is very, very, very charming. Noted. And finally, my fifth honorable monster is the Get Up Kids, who released something to write home about in 1999, which is one of the best, speaking of emo and pop punk and stuff, it's one of the best that genre that we're talking about, records of all time. Uh, I picked the song 10 Minutes, but really uh, any anything the whole uh the the track from that album to pick is yep yep that just the any one of them will do so um go check that out if you if you don't know that one already also the ben folds five album is the unauthorized biography of reinhold messner yeah um you should have already you should know that one like that's there's no essential listening or reading or viewing in life i just think that daniel and i really really recommend that album quite a lot that's absolutely it is an incredible album. Yes, yes. So, those were our honorable monsters, which means that it's time. The time has come to talk of many things, but yes. mostly our picks for 1999. Daniel, what did you pick? Well, I picked Cabbages and Kings. Uh... <sighs> Listen, that would be a totally acceptable, like, <laughs> shoegaze, like, like emo by the old definition band like yes. cabbages and kings yes absolutely oh god <laughs> i love it so much uh okay so anyone who has paid attention to my soundcloud can probably make a guess as to where i'm going here mm-hmm. in 1999 very important piece of uh music was released an album by um Ooh, I believe they're from California. Let me take a look. Yeah, it's from California. California rock band Smash Mouth uh, released their second studio album, Astro Lounge. Uh, and friends, that album slaps. It still does today. Mm-hmm. It's a great album. Full of great songs. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention to my uh, SoundCloud, then maybe you don't realize that I have so many different genre covers of the song All Star, but I have several, and I'm working on several more because <laughs> I have a problem. But All Star is not the song I picked today. What? Uh, All Star is a fine song. I don't mm-hmm. think I'd put it in the top three off of that album. What would you put in the top three off of that album? The top three off of that album, I think, would be... Number three would be Come On, Come On. Okay. Number two would be Then the Morning Comes. Woo! <sighs> Love and that song. number one would be my pick for this episode, Waste. Excellent. I don't want to get too much into it, obviously, but it is such a fun... Well, fun might not be the right word for it. It's got feelings to it that I absolutely adore. Yes. It calls to mind a very specific mood. Okay. Uh, and a very specific feeling and emotion that is hard to put into words. Mm. But it is it is my favorite song off this album. Love it. Love this pick, and I love that Smash Mouth has finally made it to this show. You, you know, know, they've been sitting and listening, waiting for us to get to their heyday 
here uh-huh. in the 90s. Yes. And pick them whenever possible. Now, I, I'm going to forget it when we get to 1997, so I'm just going to tell this story now since we're talking about Smash Mouth. Perfect. It was the summer of 1997. I was in Boston. It was probably 11.30, 11.45, midnight, 1, 1.30 in the morning. I didn't have a Walkman, didn't have a Discman. MP3 players weren't a thing yet. So all I had was my portable radio tuned into WBCN where I heard them. I don't know if it was a premiere but it was definitely them playing a new song by this new band, Smash Mouth. And that was when I first heard Walking on the Sun. And I will maintain that late night in a major city in the summer is the only way to listen to that song with any sort of... Like, it's the best way, and if you can, the only way uh, to listen to it. It's just fantastic. Love that. So, uh, that is a great pick, and I'm excited to see what you picked out from it. Thank you so much. I am excited to hear about your pick, James. Will you tell us your pick? I will tell you my pick. So, in 1999, there was released an album by a certain guy named Beck. And it was an album called Midnight Vultures. It's a just a killer, killer album. It's so good. It is. Uh, Sex Laws is... It, it's, it's, again, it's a... Yep, ev- yep, every single one. I think that... I've never thought this before, but I would say that if you released Midnight Vultures in a two-pack with... Uh, Andre 3000's The Love Below, it wouldn't be as weird a, th- a release as you might think. They're very, very similarly influenced, I think. Um, and weird. Like, it's weird in the same way that Andre 3000 is weird in his... in Weird. Just, just, like, this is great, and also no one else could do this is sort of where I'm coming from. Yes. So you go through the whole album. It's just phenomenal. And then you get to the last song. And the last song is called Debra. D-E-B-R-A. Debra! Exactly. Ah. It's Beck's tribute to Everybody Loves Raymond, a show which I'm pretty sure was already on the air, but I can't know for sure. It's such a fun song. I mean, like, Beck has, you know, like, uh, all the songs on Odelay you know your your losers sort of stuff he's a fun songwriter and he and whatever but you didn't realize that he was still able to make this sort of like pastiche work for him and it really does um it's just such a great song and it's like it's exactly what you want in like a last track of an album um it's a fantastic like closing track i have been thinking about something since we told each other what we'd picked Yes. The, these songs, if you told me that in 1999, Beck mentored a young up-and-coming group who had had a phenomenal Smash album called Smash Mouth. The band is called Smash Mouth. The album was not called Smash Mouth. Yeah, I was about to say, Sma- the album Smash Mouth came out in 2001. Right, right exactly. Um, yeah, <clears throat> right. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, the debut album was called Fush You Mang, which... It was. Um, we don't have to pick a part because we're not talking about it. But if you had told me that Debra was written for Beck by Smash Mouth and Waste was written for Smash Mouth by Beck, I would believe you. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. 
everything you think about Smash Mouth, th- picture Smash Mouth really quick, if, as long as you're not like a, a, a fan that has a much wider range. Like the stereotypical way you think about Smash Mouth is what Deborah does. Yes. And Smash Mouth is bringing this like singer songwriter like gravitas to waste that is like a like a, a mutations or sea change era Beck, where you're like, this is lovely. So uh, I like thinking about that. Agreed. But now, oh, now it's time to make a song for my eyes, and I am just really really stoked. Well, I have been so excited for this, Daniel. I cannot wait a moment longer. I cannot waste any more time. Huh? Oh, Deborah. We can both do it. <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, and so segue into what are your aspects? Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so I went with... Uh, the, the song begins with just... Steve Harwell's voice and an acoustic guitar uh, and a little bit of like post-production sound effects. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's just a, it's a good start to it. I've, I'm not sentencing well today, but uh, after it gets to a certain point, the vocals change. It start it stops going through this like filter that sounds like you're singing through a tin can. Right. And, brings in Steve Harwell's full voice and he's instead of singing kind of lower he's singing towards the the higher part uh, of, of his range so he's a little bit yelling and there's this drum fill and then the full band comes in and I love that so much uh so the the phrasing I have for that is acoustic intro to drum fill to full band he says, I'm looking at my watch. Messy, messy piece of romance. It's great. <laughs> I love it. One aspect, and and I'm just, ugh, this song is going to be just killer. It's just going to be, this song for us is going to rule. Next up, and let me count here. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Groove with tenos. All right. Because uh, this song has a groove to it. Uh, it is a little bit more laid back uh, and like has a little bit of a stoner vibe mm-hmm. to it, I would say. Yeah. And like that's the kind of vibe I want in this song right. is like chill. Like you could wake up at, I don't know, noon. Mm-hmm. And like this song would be playing in the soundtrack of of your life, right? Type of of situation, right? Like you wake up at noon, you're like, oh, it's fine. I've got nothing to do today. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a whatever day. Right. That's the level of groove that I want in this. And that is with ten O's. Ten O's. Got it. <laughs> uh, and then this one's really simple, but I really love that the uh, opening verse that we get with the you know acoustic guitar and singing through a can is repeated again at the very end so the first verse repeats at the end i just think it's a really nice touch that kind of wraps the whole thing up in a bow love it love it oh my god those are my aspects james my good man will you hit me with yours i will i will i will 
All right. First things first. I'm the realist. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Mm-hmm. And I'm still in the murder business trying to hold me down like I'm giving lessons in physics. That's my aspect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let me write that down. <laughs> Falsetto. There's going to be falsetto singing in this. Uh, Beck is going full on like 1970s disco falsetto. Like I don't, I can't even think. Like a, I guess Bee Gees is sort of what I'm thinking. Like it's full. It's not as disco. It's more soul. The music, but yeah. he's a full, full, you know, falsetto sort of. Uh, w- would you say it's almost Jeff Buckley style? Sure. I could see, I could see that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Beckley. Um, Jeff Beckley. Right. So, uh, then next up, I have underwater guitars. By which I mean, okay, uh, there are parts of this song where it sounds like, like it, it, like if you were depicting water, and you needed a guitar to do it. This it would be the, those yes. sorts of those sorts of, of guitars. It it sounds like, yeah, like the soundtrack you would hear in an underwater, like in the underwater level of a video game. Right. It it makes you think of it makes me at least think of bubbles. Yes, absolutely. Particularly, absolutely. And like, there's a reverb to it, so it sort of sounds like you're playing from underwater, but you're also depicting water at the same time. I guess is sort of what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, I have James Brown style stabby guitars. Uh, what I mean by that is in James Brown songs, there was a point where he would stop the band and he would be like, you know, something, 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 bump, something, 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 bump, bump. So it's sort of a staccato. But, like, it's a very controlled, like, you know, we're all playing. We're all playing, playing. Like, you know, one, you know, and just, like, he would, the story that I've heard is that he would hold the number of of hits or of stabs behind his back as he was singing. So, you know, holds up a two behind his back so the, the horns can hear, can see it. And then, mm. of course, if anyone uh, missed anything, he charged them $50 per uh Right, yeah. which you know, I don't know, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that kind of horns is sort of uh, what I'm looking for there. I do have a bonus aspect, by which I mean, I'd like to have it be there, but if it's not, I'm not worried about it. Okay. Product brand names. As our chief lyricist, I feel like that's something you can probably bring in pretty easily. Maybe. If it doesn't work, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force it in. But I think that there are ways to make it work since we have no lyrical aspect whatsoever. So Oh, we do have one lyrical aspect. Well, I put that in I guess I put that in other. Fair. So but uh Beck mentions Hyundai uh in a way that uh is just really, really good. I said lady, nice. step inside my Hyundai. Um so those all right, so let me let me review. Uh, we have acoustic into drum fill into full band. Yes. Groove with uh, 10 O's. Mm-hmm. Uh, underwater guitar. Uh, stabby horns. Uh, repeat the opening verse. 
and falsetto vocals. Yep, that's what I've got too. I feel like we've already framed kind of exactly what the song is going to sound like. <laughs> yes, we have. And if I may, it's a little bit like If You're Gone by Matchbox 20. Yes. Building, 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 building horns, I guess is sort of what I'm... What I'm yes. Baby, um, come home. Exactly. Love that version. Sorry, we're just doing falsetto. Come home. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Mr. Bill. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You need to come oh, home. No. Love it. So I mean, okay. So I think that we'll start. Uh, I mean, obviously, start acoustic at some point. Drum fill. Full yeah. band. The band will have horns. I think that the underwater guitar wouldn't be out of place on either side of the drum fill. Agreed. I think the so the way that I see it is the underwater guitar adding just like a little bit in the acoustic intro. Yes. More for environmental setup. Right. Right. And then still having that underwater sound uh but having more presence after the drum fill. Yes. To really like to set up notation as well as just environment right almost like a like a repeated theme to come back to when there's a full band sort of to tie the two sides together yeah i agree with that 100 percent. cool um and then we'll repeat the opening verse at the end yep uh any thoughts on lyrical content i mean like i want to challenge us to have a really not nonsensical but simple concept like going out to dance or okay. getting ready for the evening to dance. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like just that. sort of like one of those, like it's not anything. I mean, like it is because everything is about everything, but like there's a surface level that's just like, this is just about this. And yeah. you, on, in the movie, if you want to be a little on the nose, you play it when they're getting ready to go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I like I like specifically getting ready to dance, like getting ready to go out dancing on like a date or something. Yeah. And the repeating the last verse could be a sort of and then we and like um I think either Daft Punk or LCD Sound System where it's like and then tomorrow we'll do it again. Well, it's Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, you know that triumvirate of yeah. Daft Punk, LCD Sound System, and Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> Everyone conflates the three all the time. Um, it's the... Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's that one one of the songs uh, from that one album. Love it. Doing yeah. great here. But it's like the song, we're going out to party, and then tomorrow we'll do it again. And then we'll do it all yeah. again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I believe that is I've, I've Got, got a, a feeling. feeling. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it is. I've got a feeling you're right. Uh, <sighs> Deborah! <laughs> I can still do it! Everybody loves that joke. Oh, yep. Um, Cool. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. Like, I don't... Are, did we, have I we don't done know it? How much is this, is this... Left there is to talk about. I think, we've, I think we've done it. I think we, you know, we know what we're doing. We all have our assignments. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're good. Shall awesome. I take us out of here? Yeah, might as well. Hell yeah. All right, everyone. We've started the 90s. 
Mm. One th- I'm going to call to action. I'm on a CTA, Chicago Transit Authority. That was Chicago's phone line before they just went to Chicago. Call to action, right. So uh, I'd like the 90s. There's no. All right, listen, maybe, maybe this is not the true. A lot of people that I know that are sort of in the demographic that I feel like maybe listen to our show or are friends with us, I think probably have some 90s memories. Yes. I want you to share them with us. If it's 1999, cool. If it's not, if it's sort of, I think it was in the 90s, that's cool. If it's another year, definitely cool. We might save it for when we're we're doing that year. I want to hear your 90s memories uh, and really get into that because I'm ready to, to kick the nostalgia hyperdrive into overgear. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. That's going to do it for us for this month. Weird to say it that way, even though it's true. Yep. And it's been true for going on you know, go, more than two years. More than two years at this point. Thank you so much for listening and joining us on this journey as we go forward to go backward through time. Um, I'm just having such a blast. And Daniel, I'm having such a blast creating with you. I'm having a blast creating with you as well, James. If you'd like to follow our Twitter for this show, you can follow it at Frank's Jukebox. Uh, the Scavengers Network, the network that we're on, can be found at Scavengers Net. I can personally be found at Unabashed James. I can personally be found at Dantendo64. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I am James Anderson. I'm Daniel Spencer. See you last year. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Are you a fan of Boy Meets World? Do you enjoy rewatch podcasts? Well, then you should check out The Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast hosted by me, Tay. And me, Sid. It's my favorite show of all time. And I've never seen it. Each week, we're recapping a new episode of Boy Meets World, sharing bits of nostalgia and learning a wholesome lesson. Join us on our rewatch journey, won't you? School's in session every Tuesday, wherever you find your podcasts. What else do you need to know?